hey, real quick, if you're a business owner that wants to stand out in the market and expand your customer base, I'd love to send you a copy of my free ebook. Visit our website at danielleclark.uk to get your copy now or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Build Better Brands. I'm your host, Danielle Clark, and today we are joined by Arlene Chinyanganya, the driving force behind Roots to Fruits. And today we're going to dive into Arlene's journey and really shed some light on the intricate link between brand awareness and revenue. So welcome to the show, Arlene. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I know we're celebrating the 50th episode that you've already put out. So good things that are happening. So thank you for adding me onto the roster. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, after I heard you talk at the Black Business Show some months ago now at the time of recording this, I found it really, really insightful and interesting the way that you were talking about finance now. As a as a natural creative, finance and numbers isn't something that I tend to. How can I put this? <laughs> I know it's important, but it's something that, if I'm honest, is outside of my comfort zone. And I'm sure for many others that aren't necessarily creatives, it can be quite a daunting thing to start thinking about. And that's what Roots of Fruits is doing now. You've taken the often very daunting world of finance and you've created this platform that provides a bit of a breath of fresh air to anyone that's feeling overwhelmed by numbers and budgets. So could you share a little bit of the background story behind the creation of Roots to Fruits and how you also arrived at the unique name, which is very memorable. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely. I will do. But um, just to kind of echo what you said in terms of the mission, the vision and how we want to come across is to demystify finances. So um, people that might feel like it's not naturally their skill set or it's not something that they're ever going to understand. Um, the approach is to make it more kind of break down the things that we think that we don't understand and also offer a friendly face, um, you know, because some people might feel like if I ask this question, I might look stupid, but actually, no, it's more like we are all probably wondering the same thing. Um, so a, a bit more approachable. But yeah, in terms of like the backstory uh, for Is to Fruit, it's three years old now, which is oh, congrats. absolutely crazy. Thank you. And it's been a an interesting journey, very slow, uh, measured start in terms of from our beginning. So 
lost during the pandemic, like most, a lot of businesses right now. Um, so myself and my sister went up to Leeds, where my parents are from, um, to go and into lockdown. And we spent a few months there. And what I started to notice with my parents, because also the same thing happened to them in terms of being furloughed. Um, I noticed that they started to get worried about managing their finances, didn't have an emergency fund at that point. How are we going to manage paying back the mortgage? And certain conversations didn't come easy to them. So that they were my first clients, especially my mom. We oh. sat down, we created a saving plan. We called the bank to have that freeze for your mortgage at that point. And we did loads of things. And I can say now they finished their mortgage wow, in less that's than a... two years. Fantastic. Congratulations to your mom and dad. Yeah, thank you. So they're, they're a really great blueprint in terms of where, where this started and I from there I just kind of spread it across the community and now it's growing into more and more you know like being on platforms like this going to the UK Black Business Show, HSBC and Lloyds are sponsoring us for the initiatives that we're doing so um, I think it's going in the right direction and Risk to Fruits actually came about again you know my mom and dad really influenced quite a lot of the things that I do. <laughs> Very <laughs> common dad, yeah. Yeah my dad was gardening and actually I've got the point here so my my dad was gardening and it went from like just a seed and he was explaining what he was doing I was like okay dad thanks <laughs> and within a few like a couple of weeks you could start to see stuff growing out and then within a few months you could see the plant was out and I just thought isn't that incredible like if you water it if you care for it give it the right environment you know the right resources it will grow so I thought from roots to fruits that's essentially what you need to do with your finances have the right kind of ecosystem to make sure that you can grow them but you have to pay attention to it um, so that's where that's from <laughs> ah, I love that metaphor that analogy because it makes complete sense it's like with anything it's it's the same with anything that you that you want to grow, it needs attention, it needs looking after. So I think it's it's a nice example. And I like the fact that, that your dad, your parents have, have played quite a big part in the beginning of Roots to Fruits from you helping them in lockdown to you now having a business that's been around for three years. That's fantastic. Yes, yes, <laughs> thank you. So as I was saying earlier, finance can be seen as complex and intimidating and it definitely is is for me and I know lots of people that can relate to that. So how do you bring a fun and friendly approach to spreading your financial knowledge through Roots to Fruits? Yes, I think the first thing is getting rid of the jargon, because sometimes that's the thing that scares people when they don't understand certain terminologies, certain words. Um, so we even have a jargon buster in the finance, the Roosterfruits Financial Planner, which is like a physical planner that you can use. So that's the first thing, kind of just being able to talk to 
you know, the day-to-day people rather than finance professionals in a way that they understand. So my experiences, I've got 10 years uh, or more now experience working in finance as a qualified accountant. And my role really is speaking to the business in terms of what, where's the strategy going? What's their budget? What's their forecast? What are they trying to do with the business? And then translating that into finances. So when you speak to those business owners, they could be, you know, the, the general manager for, for a store. They don't want to speak in, you know, financial kind of jargon. So I kind of use that skill that I've been using for years at work and then applied it to Roots to Fruits, really just kind of get, do away with all those financial words. Yeah. But at the same time, make sure that people understand what they need to understand in terms of the world of finance. I think that's so important and I think it's fantastic that you're doing that. I remember actually recently I was having a conversation with my accountant because I decided to go limited and they emailed me and there were lots of things in that email that I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? And I actually emailed back and said, look, forgive me, but there's a lot of what you said that that this is completely new to me. This isn't my area. This isn't my expertise. I've Googled some of them. Now I'm even more confused. Can Can you explain what this, this, this and this means? And I had to be, and like I said, I tried to find the information myself first through Google because I didn't want to, I didn't want them to think I was stupid to be honest. And in the end, I was, I was like, right, this is really important. I just need to ask and just make it very clear that actually I don't understand. And they then apologized and actually said, I've used a lot of jargon here. And I felt so much better because they had, because it's their world and it's a world they're in every day. And it can be the same with branding. There's some terminology that, that we use in branding that maybe people that aren't from a branding world don't necessarily understand. So I try like you and use words and terminology that make people feel comfortable being able to talk about branding. And I think that's that's the big part of it, making, not making people feel like they're stupid, making them feel like they're comfortable so they can actually talk about whatever issues they're facing. Yes, exactly. And then they can ask that question and then you can resolve it. So, yeah, that it, that's the skill I think every business owner should have. Fantastic. So there's a bit of a link between brand awareness and revenue, which can sometimes be underestimated, especially when it comes to budgeting or deciding what your what your revenue needs to be, um, all of those things associated with with brand. You know, having targets. Um, often, you know, I've had conversations with some of my clients that, for example, aren't sure what to do on social media, and I'm like, well, what's your goal? If your goal is attached to sales and what you've got to turn over, then that's going to help you make decisions around what you need to be saying, what you need to be posting, how how many times you need to be communicating with people until those sales start to come in. And if they're not coming in quick enough, then you need to up the ante. Um, 
So how does Roots to Fruits then educate entrepreneurs and business owners about ways in which they can leverage brand awareness to kind of boost their income? Yeah, yeah. And I love how you kind of linked it there. So I think first thing would be, let's say I'm, I'm working with a business owner. First thing is just to understand what, what's happening with their business. Um, treat them like they're a startup, like they're new. So evaluate what what's your revenue targets, as you mentioned, evaluate costs. Have you got a budget? What is your short-term to long-term strategy? What are you trying to um, achieve? Okay, so how do you want to be seen you know, in the market. Who else is in the market as well? Um, who are your competitors? Are you the first one there or are there already competitors there? And then we can go and review your competitors, um, kind of PL, um, their profit and loss um statements, have a look at their website, have a look at how they're seen, um, to be able to understand, okay, how much do you think genuinely you could get in terms of revenue? from your business so the first thing is just understanding the basics where you're trying to go so we can have a strategy and then we start to get into a little bit of the detail there like okay fine so you want to be here in the market compared to you know someone else I, I don't know let's kind of use like a digital product and then maybe Amazon web services are already there and you want to go into the same market okay fine so how much do they charge therefore you probably want to use them as a benchmark but can you afford that? Meaning, what are your costs looking like? Mm. So, because some businesses might want to be appear competitive, I need to you know charge a low price, but actually your costs are higher than what you're going to charge. Yeah. Therefore, off the bat, you're going to make a loss. So there's loads of things to like look at, which is why it's important to first of all, have your business plan, have your, this is what I think I can achieve. And then we'll go into the detail in terms of, does your brand match with that? Does yeah. your market that you're trying to go into, is it is, is it mirroring that? Or do we need to rethink a couple of things to then make sure that you can actually grow? Because a lot of businesses sometimes price themselves out or um, maybe prices are too low as well. So mm -hmm. they're not making as much as they could be. And all of those things, if you don't have like a finance background, you might be thinking they're not related. You might think brand is all about marketing. That's it. No, actually it's heavily linked to how much you can make and the growth of your business. Wow. That's fantastic. I love, I also just want to say thank you for explaining what um, you said I forgot the, the, the ironically, I remember you saying profit and loss, but before that, yeah, that was it. You said PL, and immediately I was thinking, what's that? And then you said profit and loss. <laughs> I was like, yes, she's, and this is a thing. You, you're, you're practicing what you preach. You are, you are busting jargon, you know, getting rid of jargon and busting it along the way. Um, but I love the detail that you go into. And one thing that you touched on, understanding what your costs are because if your costs are high and your prices are low then how are you how do you know that you're going to be making a profit it sounds so simple but it's so important isn't it 
a hundred percent and I know quite a lot of that's the unsexy part of it <laughs> that's not the fun part is no. it because it's not the going out there and talking about your business it's not the just going out and getting sales it's not that but it's more like let's sit down let's really understand what we're trying to do and can we do it if not then you know that's when you start to kind of pivot and change your strategy but you'll never get there unless if you even at least sit down and look at what's my budget yeah amazing I'm guessing pricing then is when you have conversations with business owners and, and when you go through this and they look at their pricing they might then realize that they've made a bit of a mistake and, and many entrepreneurs that I know and business owners struggle with pricing and just talking about money in general, it's something, it's often the most difficult conversation when it comes to talking about the money, whether it's someone investing in one of my services, vice versa. People are generally, the people that I'm around are often quite uncomfortable talking about money. And as I said, many entrepreneurs struggle with pricing, especially at the start of their journey, like you say, they, they often don't have a well-established brand. They've not tested the market. So they're, they're kind of guessing, I suppose. Could you walk us through some of the, the, common, the other common mistakes that new entrepreneurs can try to avoid along with ways that they can try to overcome any of those challenges? A hundred percent. And yeah, so I think the first thing is what you mentioned when you're a new entrepreneur, you're just grateful. Some, some <laughs> stage, I know I was, yeah. to just be getting work, you're grateful to be seen and people want to hire you. So you're like, oh yeah, great. Let me price myself really, really low. Yeah. Um, and then once your business starts to take off, you get a bit too ambitious and now you've spiked your prices. <laughs> Nothing is like done strategically. And I understand because also I started the business and I wasn't quite sure where to place myself. Um, but I think that's when you need to kind of sit down and understand the value of your product or your service. Are people willing to pay X? Um, see how, how much people are, might be willing to pay. So maybe do some market research, ask around, you know, your potential clients. Um, how much would they pay for your service? Start off by, by okay, you can price yourself quite low just to gain market share as well and then get your name out there and make sure that you're providing high quality products or services. So then you have a really good reputation and people are willing to pay um, if you are now kind of increasing that price point and maybe do it gradually rather than just scaring people. <laughs> people that imagine Primark now just decide to like spike their prices by like by 100%. People would, wouldn't like that and you might lose your, your, your clients. There'd, so. be, there'd be uproar. There'd be, there'd be a dash and grab before the prices went up. I can see it now. Hangers rails <laughs> it'd be carnage um, yeah. <laughs> so we don't want that especially no. when you're like a small business so yeah um, i think yeah it's just kind of start start out thinking where where are you placed in the market and make sure that your brand goes with it and that's the other thing as well some some brands um 
place their price really, really high because they've seen other brands do that. You don't want to lose out on a profit. But then their product isn't, isn't matching the quality or um, the reputation is quite bad. And then people aren't willing to pay that much, which means that you've priced yourself out. So you really need to understand your market from competitors to clients. And also, what are your suppliers doing? How much is it going to cost if you're making a product? How much is it going to cost to make that product? Or if you need support, you know, on hand, how much, you know, if you've got a tech brand, then that means that you're going to be paying developers, you know, specialists um, that are quite high. So all of that should be taken into account. Um, and again, it kind of goes back to understand your 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 budget initially to then set that price. Yeah, there's so many overlaps to this with with brand strategy I'm to be complete like I had a slight understanding but now we're having the conversation I'm quite surprised at, at the amount of overlaps that that there are because in brand strategy one of the first things we do is look at the market and where they're going to position themselves and look at the offer the product or service and who out there I would say to people okay so who out there is, do you look at and think, ah, oh, it'd be awesome to be as good as them at, at this thing. So they've got a bit of a, as you said earlier, a benchmark and and who out there is doing what they're doing, but they think they're doing a really rubbish job. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to be like that. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, overlaps for sure in terms of having that strategy and looking at the market and and going, okay, so if that's where they are and this is what we're doing, how do we either improve our service, improve what we're offering so that we can justify being high priced or maybe even potentially taking another strategy? It's, it depends, as you say, on how, how you want to position the brand. One brand that comes to mind. Yeah, no, sorry, go on, Arlene. I was going to say, yeah, you're right, because you could be either your your price is low, therefore you need volume and you need to find loads of customers to be able to make that profit or your price is high and you only need five really good customers that stay and they're, they're loyal. So you put all your resources in maintaining them and provided them the quality that they're expecting. So 100% there, then that's that strategy um, linked to yourself. So what people should do, is start off with yourself you know understand what's their brand what's their marketing strategy because then that will also link and bring that information yeah and we can then help you to like earn as much as you can with like your pricing strategy okay okay right I think we need to have a conversation yeah <laughs> the synergies here they make sense yeah absolutely it makes it makes perfect sense it really does what I was going to say, actually, is, you know, you talked about maybe the pricing doesn't reflect the perception of a brand. For example, when a lot of businesses start, they'll often start with a product or a service that is priced lower than their competitors, as you said, because they're trying to get a share in the market. We're trying to get eyes on them and they're just starting out and then gradually increase price as they get 
more attention, more customers and are making more money so they can invest more, improve, etc. One brand I can think of that stands out that did it the opposite way around, which I think is really interesting, is Tesla. So Tesla came out, no one knew about them. They positioned their brand as high-end because they brought out extremely expensive cars, cars that were that expensive that you had to pre-order and put down a hefty deposit before you actually even physically got the car. So they started out really, really highly priced and created this high barrier to entry so that most people couldn't actually afford to get a Tesla. And then over time, once they built this credibility and this premium brand that a lot of people started to aspire to, they then brought out a car that was more affordable. And so many people jumped on the bandwagon because they couldn't afford the initial luxury high-end car. But, oh, now there's another car out that I can afford. I'm going to jump on it. And I just thought that was so, so clever and so different. The marketing strategy there, as as well as, like, the people that priced price them really themselves really high like they're a luxury good already a lot of people are like I want in because I can't have it <laughs> yeah yeah so it's there's a lot of psychology involved in there isn't there this wanting to wanting to have something and not be in a position to afford it makes people want it more it makes it more desirable yes yeah and I've got um, a pricing course, actually. A little, little plug, if I can. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the floor is yours, Arlene. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, it, it kind of helps you. It's it's really quick to do. Within two hours, you would have finished doing it. And it helps you kind of create a pricing strategy. And it explains all the different ones. And one of them um, that you've just mentioned now. And it kind of talks to you about, all right, if you want to go with the position yourself as a luxury brand this is how you do it and this is how you can make sure that you actually earn a profit from it and that's exactly what the likes of tesla did and some other clothing brands as well that are high-end but actually sometimes they have a sale to make sure that the masses can also feel like they can buy it yes something to aspire to yeah i'm thinking about you see it when, when certain stores have sales and there's a massive queue at the front door, at the door. People have camped <laughs> overnight to 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 get these these goods. And it can it can turn people into I don't know <laughs> that fear of loss is is yeah. huge of missing out it's it's a massive strategy for a lot of businesses and uh, make it out like you there's only 100 that's another way as well for new businesses especially ones that are selling um clothing shoes those sort of products bags um make it out like i only have 200 sign up now to be able to buy it go, 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 go. Um, and then on the day it drops, you've got a lot of people waiting for it to come and then just close it yeah. off. Even if you have a thousand in the, in the store, um, just close it off. 
the psychology as you mentioned is crazy yeah it's interesting all these tactics I always find it funny actually the stores you know those stores are always are always having a sale especially on bank holidays yeah those furniture (laughs) stores you know the ones I'm just gonna say yes SCS (laughs) (laughs) they've got a a box yeah Yeah. (laughs) constantly got they've constantly got a sale and because of that we rarely go yeah we rarely go but then the stores that do occasionally have a sale so I'm just thinking about a store that's that's quite high-end actually Mm -hmm. I think it's called Pandora the jewelry store I love Pandora yeah yeah they very rarely have a sale Mm-hmm. And they very, very rarely discount any of their any of their prices and goods. Mm-hmm. So if they were to have a sale and they were to start discounting, I know people will pay attention because it's not something mm-hmm. they usually do. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say a new entrepreneur is listening right now. Um, I know you provide, I know Roots of Fruits provides financial guidance for various situations. But a lot of people that listen to this podcast are in the early stages of starting their business or maybe thinking about it. So let's let's think about them. So new entrepreneur, new business, start their journey. What would be your absolute top advice on them being able to effectively manage their finances? Yes. So top of advice, your brand new um, funny enough, the amount of entrepreneurs that I've spoken to that don't have a business bank account, it's crazy. And it's really difficult for you to then look at how much it costs to run your business if it's weaved into your personal finances. So first things first, open up that business bank account, understand what you need to do, um, you know, Government-wise, are, are you setting up a limited company? Are you a self-employed person? What are you trying to do? Are you a charity? Are you a social enterprise? All of that. Let's just get those basics done. And then now let's have a business plan. Um, It's all well and good having an amazing idea. It's really innovative. But if you don't know how to execute it, then it's not going to work out or it's going to be really hard and you'll burn out. Um, so that's the other thing just understand roughly where you're trying to go it's definitely not going to work out the way that you have when you first have that idea and you run your business plan yeah. but at least you've got something you've got a, a, a bit of a, a guide a, a blueprint a go, refer back to this to be like this is what I'm trying to do and then you can just change it along the way so I think those are the first things when you're brand new and then get help because entrepreneurs you just feel like "Ah, it's my idea I know this I'm trying to do this (laughs) if I try to go and get help they're charging me all this money but there's so many free resources now there's so many people on LinkedIn as well Danielle myself who are willing to just have an initial chat you know utilize those free consultations and talk to people about your idea because you you never know a lot of people would have probably gone through the same thing maybe they don't have the same idea but in terms of setting up their business they might have loads of advice that they can offer you so I think those are the first things that I would say people should do that's fantastic advice appreciate that so 
Roots of Fruits is three years old. Did you do anything to celebrate being three years old, actually? Have you celebrated? No, I only posted on social media a fun, a fun um, graphic that I made myself. Oh, cool. I had fun with it. So, um, but no, I just sent it to a lot of people. A lot of people mm. said congratulations and started reminiscing as well because it started off on Zoom. So there's loads of videos of people joining in on Zoom and like recording me talking. Ah. So that was nice to see all of the, you know, all the different hairstyles. It was really nice to see those <laughs> um, and just kind of reminisce where, where we've come from. I genuinely didn't think that we'll still be here. So I'm really grateful for that. But you're right. Maybe when we get to five years, there's yeah. going to be a party. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. I love a party. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in correlation with, I believe it's HSBC. Yeah, let's, and Lloyds Bank. So let's talk about that and and what you're doing now, because there's this involvement with trying to, trying to make finance accessible, but also uh, involving communities as well if I've got that right so let's talk about that a little bit a hundred percent so uh, the mission especially for 2023 has been being loud and being visible and also taking along taking a lot of people the community along with us along the journey and utilizing the partners, the sponsorships, you know, the, the 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 connections that I've made in the past few years. So one of them being HSBC. So we already did a panel conversation at the UK Black Business Show where we met. Yeah. And um it was just talking about budgeting and that was aimed at you know businesses and individuals. So then we then partnered up again at the start of this week, actually, and a video would go live in terms of what we recorded soon. So I can share that link. And yeah. that was around financial wellness, just understanding your finances mm. and other events slash recordings that will come up will be like how to manage your debt, how to save easily, what does investments what do you really need to do? You know, the day-to-day -day person, yeah. not skipping right to cryptocurrency. No, what about just understanding what an ISA is? What understanding, you know, mm. like the basics of what's offered currently on, on the high street, for example. Um, so we're going to be talking about that, talking about pensions. And we also partner up with the money and save savings network um where i'm a qualified certified money guider and we're we're planning a talk money week kind of event where we're just talking about money well this is an initiative that they have but i'm going to see how i can bring it to the rooster fruits community and then also with lloyd's bank there's so much happening and with lloyd's <laughs> bank we also have it's fantastic <laughs> For businesses, um, especially in our network, to support them with like, what are your basics as you as you ask? What should you have sorted out? First things first, understanding where you can get funding, and there's lots of grants or you know 
loans where they're very, very low interest. So you can invest in your business before you think about going to an investor like an angel or going in, you know, going to a VC and kind of giving away part of your business. You can start with just trying to apply for £2,000 or £5,000 here and there, which can go a long way for for a new entrepreneur. So there's loads of um kind of initiatives and campaigns that are happening right now to service both individuals and business owners. Wow. There's some there's loads of stuff going on looking forward. Yes, exactly. And it's really exciting. And I think just to say I took my own advice. In the first and second year, I did have a little bit of help from my friends, shout out to them and my sister and my family. Um, but now I've got actual, you know, employees, people supporting, and it's made it easier. We've got partners so we can leverage on their platforms. Um, you know, like Hater Species is a big name, so people will turn up. So I think just kind of try and get help, I think. And I took my own advice yeah. there as well. Fantastic. You've got some fantastic aspirations for the future of Roots to Fruits. I'm excited for you. Thank you. How do you envisage that the impact of this, of growing the way that you're growing now and evolving over the next years, what's what's the, the biggest impact that you want to have? How, how do you see that happening? Yes. So I'll, in terms of the feedback that we get is what keeps me going and the the impact being that people actually feel like their lives have improved because they attended a workshop because they've read something that I wrote or they've watched something people actually gain something um in terms of tools resources or knowledge um and the more people that we can support the better that's all I'm trying to do people being able to talk about finances naturally easily especially with their with their families great I feel like that's a huge win um so that would be in terms of measuring that of course then you have to like put surveys to truly understand (laughs) how much of an impact you've you've made but so far we're getting the feedback that that I get you know people saying that oh remember I came to your event I didn't even know they did like two (laughs) years ago and it's like oh okay that's nice I managed to save and now I've got a deposit from my house based on that 30 minute chat so yeah I think that the more people that I can help the better fantastic amazing so for our listeners that are eager to tap into your wealth of information and support and connect with you and Roots to Fruits, where can I find your platform and get involved? Yes, so we're everywhere. We've got a website, www.rootstofruits.com and the fruits are spelled F-R-O-O-T-S because that trips a few people up. (laughs) (laughs) If you just see financial wellness when you go on the website, then you know you've you've gone to the right place. So you can also kind of get a free 30-minute consultation straight from from the website. Um, there's There's a link there 
or social media at Roots to Fruits, same spelling. Um, you can DM me or go straight to LinkedIn as well. Aline Tinyanganya, hopefully it'll be spelt somewhere. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> okay, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, so you can LinkedIn me as well and I can send you our Calendly and we can have that initial conversation. YouTube as well. There's a few videos on there. So that might support and got a few blogs as well. So yeah, first things, just go to our website and then go from there. Fantastic. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, So many useful, insightful pieces of advice and strategies, and it's been fantastic. Thank you. I've had a great time as well. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a shout out. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.